Hello and welcome to Device Week, the weekly podcast update from MedTech Insight. I'm Managing Editor Marion Webb, and with me today is Editor Reed Miller and UK-based reporter Barnaby Pickering. We can start with Barnaby. So Barnaby, this week you wrote a story about Octopus Ventures, a venture capital firm based in London, to learn more about the MedTech investment space. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that interview? With the recent craze in special purpose acquisition companies ongoing, I wanted to speak to a more traditional source of investment to learn about how the market is changing. I spoke to Pooja Sika, partner at Octopus. What Sika told me was that a lot of investment shies away from taboo subjects in medtech. These include things like sexual health, fertility and overpopulation. Octopus has been taking a different approach by actively investing in femtech and genomics. Why these areas? So Sika kind of argued it backwards by explaining that the current sentiment towards VC and medtech is rather unfair. Many people assume that the only objective is profit. Sika worked as a general practitioner for many years, so naturally is interested in the end patient. What she argued was that whilst a return is necessary to allow for investments to occur in the first place, if the end product doesn't help patients, it won't make any money. It's a case of people looking at it backwards. Octopus also takes great care to consider health inequalities, and this is precisely why they target these taboo areas. Nobody else has, and thus inequalities are present. If a profit does get made, it only shows that the product or service is sustainable. Moreover, if the fund as a whole performs strongly, more people invest in the fund, thus allowing for more innovation to occur as a result of investment. So how does Octopus think the investment market will change? So one thing Seeker was really keen to point out was that the low-hanging fruit has been taken. Easy investments that are likely to make a profit have all gone off the table, perhaps accelerated by the SPAC craze. What this means is that going forward, investors need to be much more shrewd, careful, and most importantly, invested in their investments. COVID-19 has highlighted that telehealth, remote monitoring, and digitization of health systems are all achievable, and thus investors must consider these new technologies much more than previously. She also highlighted that the voice of healthcare professionals has become much louder as a result of COVID-19. So if any permanent changes to occur, it's closer collaboration between investors and the end users. Thanks for that update, Barnaby. Our readers can expect more investor eyepieces in the coming months. It's always useful to hear from investors. So thanks for doing that, Barnaby. Speaking of investment, Reed has covered a few recent stories on financing deals in medtech. Reed, what's the latest on that front? Well, thanks for that, Marion. Yeah, so the most recent financing deal that we covered is a new $36 million Series C round for Augmetics, and that is a Chicago company that makes a specialized headset that surgeons wear to give them a sort of pseudo X-ray vision uh, during surgery. It's augmented reality that uses software to project navigation information sort of into their eyes so that they can see that as they're looking at the patient, as opposed to always having to look back and forth between a screen and the patient during surgery. So this X-Vision system is already FDA cleared as of 2019, uh, but it took the company a little while to get it going commercially. Um, They raised $21 million last summer, as we reported, and that included some money that they raised from their own employees just to be able to launch it, and they launched it in 2020. Um, And now with this money, they have raised a total of $63 million. And the 
company's CEO, Nissan Ilmalek, uh, said that they've so far during the pandemic uh, done very well commercializing the device in the U.S. And that relative success was what uh, convinced all these other investors to, to take a leap and, and invest in the company. They've got more than 20 hospitals or clinics signed up or as customers so far, including uh, just recently started selling to ambulatory surgical centers, which is, of course, is a growing part of the surgery. So uh, they just need uh, to be able to continue to develop their commercialization. I see. So what kind of surgeons use X-Vision? Okay, well, right now it's just sold for spine surgery. Um, but they're planning to expand that to other indications. He stressed that the system is a navigation system and not just an imaging system. So it could potentially work with any surgery that uses navigation software and can work with a stereotactic uh, visualization and navigation system. He mentioned craniotomy surgery, hip and knee surgery, shoulder surgery as indications that they could pursue in the future. And their current clearance doesn't restrict them to the spine. It does mention spine surgery, but it doesn't seem to restrict um, their indication just for spine surgery. So they probably wouldn't have to go through a particularly difficult regulatory process to expand the indication. They would just have to show that it's useful to the those surgeons. He also said that surgeons of all different experience levels are impressed with the system. Uh, he said that the newer, less experienced surgeons like it because it can kind of help them master their techniques while the more experienced ones like it because it just makes surgery go faster and, and more efficiently. I see. What will they do with this new money? So in addition to working on those new indications, uh, which we should see in the next few years, they have specific plans to get a CE mark and to start marketing Exvision in Europe next year. They are also, of course, adding people to their U.S. sales force. Um, like I said, they have about 25 customers already, and it's already been used in 250 surgeries, but they want to be able to hit all the different kinds of, of surgical centers. So they're off to a good start, but obviously this money will help them reach more of their potential in the U.S. And the article I wrote gets into the, the details of how many people they think they can reach. That sounds worthwhile. Are there any other big financing stories you're following right now, Reed? Yeah, so just recently we covered the IPO, uh, which is a different kind of financing, of a company called Neuropace, which makes the RNS neurostimulation system, which is a targeted treatment of epilepsy seizures. They filed the paperwork with the Securities and Exchange Commission to go public, and they're going to sell their stock on NASDAQ. That's a big milestone. Did they say how much they expect to get from that? Well, the company wasn't willing to offer much detail right now, but their prospectus says that they're shooting for $75 million. And that would be a big help as they try to commercialize their RS system. Just today, they also announced that they got FDA's breakthrough designation to work on expanding the RNS treatment to people with generalized epilepsy, not just focal epilepsy. And that could also be a huge market for them too. And they talk about that a lot in their prospectus. Um, and so they, they're planning on starting a trial to expand that indication, but obviously the $75 million can help with that as well as just continuing to commercialize their RNS system. Because right now they're only selling it in the US. And so the potential to, to go abroad would also expand their market quite a bit. Thanks for that, Reed. We'll keep an eye out on those companies. You can read about these investments, developments, and a lot more right now at medtechinsight.com. 
Right now, we're featuring a startup spotlight on GateQ, which is working on a device that prevents gate freezing in people with Parkinson's. We have another story on Helios Medical's PONS device to improve gait in people with MS. We have a story about a new SPAC company that is forming to bring proteomics company SomaLogic public and a lot more. Of course, we always have all the latest medtech regulatory and reimbursement news from around the world. You can follow us on Twitter at medtechinsight.com. I'm at medtechmarion, that's spelled M-A-R-I-O-N. Read is at medtechread with two E's. And Barnaby is Barney Medtech. Thanks and have a great week.